the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Sometimes October's awful, but this time it was September that was awful. And that gave way to a nice little bit of like stand, like an Alamo kind of like, we're going to stand here. We're going to hold this. Think of uh, any inspirational movie. How about Independence Day where the president's like, we are the United States. We are Americans. We will fight these aliens. We will meet the challenge. That's kind of what happened for a week after September. And since then, it's been a little bit slightly lower. So we put in a a stand, and now we're kind of waiting to see who becomes president. And does Congress flip blue, or does it stay red? Or does it split? I think Congress is the bigger story on Election Day than the president. But that's neither here nor there at this point. Boeing stock climbs as Europe near 737 max approval. You probably have my authority, my blessing to buy Boeing. I don't see a lot of downside because you're getting a defense contractor that never missed a step. You're getting a company that makes airlines uh, travel cheaper that did miss a step, that had to get recertified because it's first version of the plane wasn't quite safe enough. I don't know that to be true or false because some of the statements that Boeing has made in court filings have basically said, well, we tried to sell some extra safety features that people weren't buying. And then the court goes, wait, wait, extra safety on a flight? Shouldn't it be built in? So the troubled company called Boeing 737 MAX is one step closer to turning the skies after positive comments from European aviation leaders. Boeing stock's up 5% today. Boeing is going to add a synthetic sensor, which will take some additional time. Presumably, this is referring to what was referred to at the time as the angle of attack sensor. When the plane is making a sharp move, You don't want it to go into autopilot and do the wrong thing. That's about my understanding of that. So let's get off that story before I I start sounding too stupid. Stocks are rising today. Strong retail sales. Resilient. I like tenacity and resilience. The economy continues to show pockets of strength. But those pockets need to widen for those who still have their jobs. The economy has been healing. The question is, if initial unemployment claims continue to rise, will we continue to see retail sales surprising the upside? So we know that if we have jobs, we spend money. We know that. 
the question is, do we have enough jobs to support the market on some levels with lower expectations or with more corporate efficiency? Think about this. Think if we go back to 4% unemployment with all the corporate efficiencies that we've put in place. Uh-huh. The iPhone 12 made its debut this week on Wall Street. It's going to be starting to be delivered to you through the first couple of weeks of November if you bought one on the fly. You're also going to have to buy a charging cable and a charging cable plug. That's the right way of saying that. Um, they're trying to reduce their footprint, so they say, trying to cut down on their boxing. And isn't it great when you get like a great Christmas gift and it's got this complicated box that you have to open? They're trying to cut down on the complicated box. Apple's new phone, the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro, are available for pre-order today. But you're going to have to buy an extra charger for it. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Now, here's where Apple is Apple. The new plug was going to give you a 50% charge in about 30 minutes. So it's going to be a little bit faster. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Twitter CEO says blocking the New York Post story was wrong. That's a fascinating one. And for the record, I don't care about Hunter Biden. I don't care about Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. I get nepotism. So that's not a big story to me. I get it. It's part of life. But Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey on Friday reiterated his apology for how the social media company handled an unverified New York Post story claiming that to contain a smoking gun email related to the presidential candidate Joe Biden and his son. I'm not getting fatigued on blocking political stories. Maybe I'm getting a little fatigued on who should, who should not. Facebook is doing it. Is they're not doing it? Twitter's not doing it, but they did it. And I, I'm fatigued with it. I think we know the candidates pretty much so at this point in time. I could be wrong, but I think we do. I know you're saying you're so wrong. Nepotism is bad. I I, I actually get nepotism. I totally understand. I'm not a benefactor of nepotism, but I totally get why people do that. Stocks are gaining as retail sales come in strong today. First Citizens and CIT Group announced the year's first big bank merger. I asked for this last week. I prayed to the stock gods. Dear stock gods, let there be mergers and acquisitions in financials and banks because it'll show me that they see value in each other. This is where I should be putting my money right now. I'm not, but it's a should be. Clearly, when one big bank looks at another big bank and says, let's get together. It's telling you something. It's going to create the 19th largest bank in the United States. So I'm going to call these like super regionals or regional banks. Say a Southeast bank gets married to a Northeast bank or a West Coast bank gets married to a bank from Atlanta. It expands branches. There's efficiencies. You can fire all the you can fire half the marketing team. You can you can. What is the word when you fire people? Oh, yeah. Right-sizing. Not downsizing, right-sizing. So I like it when I see transformational partnerships. And when the banks get together and merge, they did a huge meltdown of like 
uh, right sizing. They did a, a huge merger acquisition spree in the 90s. Huge. We got rid of all the local banks and we went to regional banks. Now if we can get rid of the regional banks and go more national. I get it. I'm oversimplifying, but I like seeing that. That tells me that's where the value is. I'm Rob Blackhawk and all things financial money investing and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay. I know you're saying you're not really a Run DMC fan, are you? Oh, actually, I am. It's tricky to rock a rhyme, to rock a rhyme that's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. Oh, good God. Do you remember when music was just simple? Now it seems like everything's heavy and serious and Taylor Swift and who owns her digital rights and is she on Spotify or is she on Apple Music and what's her video all about and why are there no people of color in her video and why is she promoting English colonialism? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Guess what's happening right now as we push towards the election? And this one is, I forget this one almost on a regular basis. This one happens every political season when Democrats seem to have a little bit more sway, a little bit more swagger. Gun sales go higher. I don't, I don't live in the South. I don't live in conservative parts of the country. I live in a very liberal, not even Democrat part of the country it's liberal i know this is the craziest thing you're gonna hear me say on that radio this week Uh, i know parents that how shall we say are a little bit loose with their sexuality i know the kids i i know them through their children my children play with their children and they're like swinging and i'm like that's how liberal of a world I live in and not a Democrat world or even a Republican world. So I don't know what the messaging is on buy a gun now because Democrats can take it away from you. We don't even sell slingshots where I live kind of thing. And I grew up in a very, I would say conservative. We were a military family. So we probably were very conservative, which makes me just kind of interesting to look at, right? But Gun sales are surging right now. And yes, you can go out and buy gun sales. So when you're watching the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt, you might see in Portland um, a militia trying to police the Antifa. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. I don't even know if that's what's happening. Because <laughs> like I live in a world where we don't even sell slingshots. But the demonstrations and looting in Portland, Oregon, New York City, and elsewhere have scared people to the point that they're buying guns. Or is it that a Democrat may get in power and a Democrat Congress may get in power and limit gun sales? So right now, Smith & Wesson, SWBI, they make guns. Their sales are rocketing. Their stock is moving higher. Sturm Ruger, RGR. Said the surge in gun sales wasn't yet part of the national dialogue, and yet their sales are surging. Fears have since become a national story on the idea of, will we go to civil war if Trump loses and doesn't want to leave power? 
that dialogue has hit America. What if he doesn't want to leave and who's willing to keep him in? And what does that look like? I almost want to take the next 30 days off and hide and come back and say, oh, that's my America. Because September was the sixth straight month of more than 50% year over year gain in federal background checks. The last six months, Americans have stocked up on weapons. Part of it, maybe we were running out of toilet paper and thinking at one point in time, someone's going to come to my house and steal toilet paper. I'm going to have to shoot them dead. Then it turned into, you have to wear a mask, not wear a mask. Then it turned into whatever's happening in Portland. And I don't, I don't know how history is going to remember this Portland issue. I really don't. I talk to my producer every day, and I don't talk to a lot of human beings on a day-by-day basis. I'm typically studying all day long. If you imagine a big financial book nerd, that's me. I have no clue what's happening in Portland, but I know that it's pushing gun sales higher. <laughs> yes. Friday the 13th. Kill her, mommy. Kill her. Don't let her get away. What a scene when you found out it was the mommy who was the killer in the first Friday the 13th. And then what a scene when you find out that it's her kid in the second one, right? Wow. Horror movies really kind of stick with you. And just hearing that music again. Halloween. Halloween never worked for me. I feel like Halloween as a horror story was kind of like the Star Wars versus Star Trek thing. You either liked Friday the 13th or you liked Halloween. The music was good. Music was good. You know what I used to do? I used to read horror books as a kid. So when a movie would come out, I wasn't allowed to see it. So I'd go to the library and check out like Alien, the book. I'd go out and check out the Michael Myers collection, so to speak. That was my way of like beating my father with things that I couldn't do versus things that I could do behind his back. Anyway, Smith and Wesson's um, doing very, very well. As far as the stock goes, SWBI, Sturm Ruger, RGR, and there's a company called Vista Outdoor, VSTO. They make ammunition. I know you're saying, isn't this a play on the Iraq war? No. Well, it was then. Yes, yes, we needed more ammunition. Do you know there was a story when we were invading Iraq that America was running out of ammunition? There was a, a stock story tied towards that. And you're like, really? Yes. And I don't quite, it's tough for me to contextualize it, contextualize, contextualize it. Anyway, um, those stocks are doing quite well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The Dow's jumping bigly today. It's my favorite word that Trump has invented, bigly. Um, George Bush Jr., um, he invented words at times too. Um, and I love it. I think we should be able to invent words, not look down on each other when we do. Um, other big stories out there. Pfizer may apply for U.S. emergency use for vaccine in late November. So Pfizer's getting closer. They've got a partnership along with uh, BioNTech, BioNTech out of Germany. Germany. And they said, mm, as soon as we hit our safety milestone, third week of November, we want emergency use in the United States. Fascinating, right? A rush for a vaccine. And I guess it does bring up a question right now. Will I be the first in line? Will I wait halfway through other people 
or will I be the last one to get one? I don't think I've gotten COVID in the last six or seven months. I don't think. I think I've stayed clear of it. I don't think I'm all that healthy, all things considered. My dad died of cancer before he was 60. And my mom had strokes in her 60s. So I don't think I'm all that, like, I'm I'm not high risk. My mom's diabetic, so I'm pre-diabetic. I lean that direction. <clears throat> Still haven't been technically diagnosed, but I lean that direction. So I'm a little compromised, but I haven't gotten it. Will I be the first? Will I be halfway? Or will I be the last in line? I'm kind of a halfway guy, I think. So I'm looking at stocks today and seeing things do well. We got a little vaccine talk that's positive. We got a little bit of a bounce back. Oh, no, no, a major bounce back after a little bit of a uh, air coming out of the balloon this week. We're blowing the balloon right back up. But we're not going anywhere fast. We're just staying at a level that's kind of sideways at best. I think we're waiting on the election. I think we're waiting on earnings season. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I totally get that you have options out there, and this isn't the easiest one of them all. When I used to work at uh, CBS, I had to work in the same building with Sarah and Vinny, or Sarah and No Name, whatever the show was at the time. I hate shows like that. I hate them. She's a midget who smokes and yells at people in the hallway, and he's a no talent who kind of chuckles along. Kind of like a chucklehead is what I refer to it as. And I just don't like them. And I'm like, why do people like that vapid stuff? Why do they like uh, the, the banality, the, the emptiness? It's easy is the answer. It's easy. This show is going to try to make you think. I'm going to say something out there. You need $1 million at least to retire. And you're going to go, $1 million. Do you remember that first scene from um, the, the, the Spy Who Shagged Me? The whole... Um, Austin Powers series where the bad guy awakens after being frozen for 40 years or something. He goes, I'm going to hold the world ransom for $1 million. And they look at him like, uh, that's not a lot of money. Uh, and he goes, $1 million? I want you to be shocked when you hear the word million. That's what you need for retirement because that's only going to pay you $40,000 a year. And I look at cars. My dad's first car, not my dad's first car, the first car that I remember my dad buying. I was like, whoa, that's $20,000. Or it was 15000 or it was 12000 like when he bought his first one. And now a car is somewhere like forty to sixty for a typical sedan. I, I could be wrong. I don't really live in that world. I drive a truck. I'm totally happy driving a truck. You're not going to see me driving a Lamborghini anytime soon, if at all. There's actually a service in Vegas, which reminds me of my favorite Flintstone episode. When Fred and Barney were driving to Rock Vegas. And um, it's fantastic. They're driving to Rock Vegas. It's a play on Las Vegas, right? And um, they have like Frank Sinatra, but they have the 
the Stone Age family version of Frank Sinatra. But they they go across a teeny tiny little creek. A teeny tiny little creek. It's, it's almost nothing. And um, Fred looks at Barney and goes, it's not much now, but here in a couple thousand years, it's going to be a Grand Canyon. <laughs> what a chucklehead, right? Which brings me to the whole Star Wars versus Star Trek debate and the whole Fred versus Barney. I was more of a Barney fan. I wanted to grow up to be Barney. I didn't want to grow up to be Fred. Is that fair? I wanted a wife like Betty. I didn't really want a wife like Wilma. Ah, the Bam Bam thing. Eh, maybe I like Fred's daughter more so than, but you get the idea. As a kid, I was incredibly influenced by this stuff. And to this day, aren't we still incredibly influenced by media? Pfizer is hopeful that it might be able to file for emergency use authorization for its COVID vaccine by the end of November. EU regulators have cleared Boeing 737 MAX safe to fly again. Couple stipulations going in. Wells Fargo has upgraded Caterpillar. Meow. To overweight from equal weight. Caterpillar makes big ticket items. They're not cheap. Caterpillar makes things that move the earth. I have a fantasy. Instead of driving a Lamborghini. Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you a quick story about uh, Las Vegas. You could actually fly to Las Vegas and get on a speedway and drive around a race car. That would be enough for me. I don't actually need to own a race car. I can do it once and say, ah, I did it. That would be enough. But my real fantasy in vehicles is to drive a Caterpillar up and down 101 to work. I don't know why, but driving like a, that just sounds like fun to me. I know you're saying it only goes like 10 miles an hour and everyone else is going 100 miles an hour around you. I'm like, fine. But if I run into them, I run them over and I flatten them like a pancake. To me, that sounds more intriguing. So Caterpillar's up. Why is Caterpillar up? We're expecting to build things. Boeing's up. They've fixed their problems in the eyes of the EU. And that brings me to the question of why hasn't the U.S. approved this? Why hasn't the FAA approved Boeing if EU did? Is it political? I don't know anymore. Politics in the United States is, it, I feel like there's a lot of smoke going on in I'm not going to investigate it because I don't have time. But that's where I'm going with that. I kind of want to stay out of it and let you determine it on your own. China slated to release its third quarter GDP on Sunday evening. And if it shows encouraging recovery signs, we're going to have a party this weekend. You won't even know about it. You're like, third quarter GDP out of China? Why do I care? Because they had COVID bad. So I'm going to pay attention to that this weekend. I know you're saying, I'm going to make love sweet love. I'm going to recreate in medicinal marijuana. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to, I know what everyone normally does. I'm going to watch third quarter GDP on Sunday. And I'll tell you about it on Monday. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell continues to signal that it will be difficult to get any stimulus through. The Senate. Is he holding his last, is he at the Alamo of the Republican Senate? I don't know. Like I said, that's up to you, not me. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said, eh, we're willing, we're still willing to work together. We're still willing to try to get something out there. Does $500 billion stimulus get done before the election? Maybe. Does $2 trillion? Probably not. Is $500 billion enough? No. We need infrastructure, and that's why Caterpillar is moving higher. 
Caterpillar is moving higher because when we when we build new roads, build new bridges, when we fix our roads, fix our bridges, when we build airports, when we're in expansion mode, they sell a lot of equipment. So I think that's what's happening. That's the best way of saying it's tricky. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Looking at the market today, they all opened higher. Except for the Russell. Huh. That one's a problem. S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, and the NASDAQ. S&P 500 is big companies. The Dow 30 is a collection of companies. The NASDAQ is big growth companies. Russell 2000 are small companies that don't have necessarily exposure to France and London in the United States. So there's four different markets, and that's how I look at them. So for the Russell 2000 to be going down while the other guys are going up, I don't like it. I'm not going to get upset, but I don't like it. Ford's third quarter China sales rise 25% year over year. All rise, the judges in session. So sales rose 25% for Ford? They delivered 164,000 vehicles, attributing the increase to launches and, and localization strategies. That's telling me COVID's not much of a thing there. Oh, if we were only draconian. I couldn't imagine being single and dating in this world. I couldn't imagine it. <clears throat> oil is sitting at $40 a barrel. I'd like to see oil a little higher. I'll be honest with you. Um, $40 oil to $60 oil is fine. $40 oil is fine, but it's on the side of, I don't want it to hit 39 Do you see how much I like moderation? 10-year treasury sits at 74 basis points. Slowly but surely, over the last year, it's worked a little bit higher. When the 10-year treasury sits at 50 basis points, I think we're one step away from apocalypse. Like, that's a, a, a horseman. I can hear the hoof prints coming. At 70 basis points, 74 basis points, I'm feeling like, hey, maybe that wasn't hoof prints I'm hearing. Where do I want the 10-year treasury? Two and a half to three. So 250 basis points to 350 basis points. It's at 74 right now. So we're a long way from where I want it to be. And again, notice how I gave you a range of 250 to 350 or two and a half to three and a half. I'm fine with ranges. I feel comfortable with ranges. Weight Watchers International has partnered with Bank America and Beyond Meat to help close the nutrition gap. Like, what type of story is that on Wall Street? Weight Watchers does really well when they sign Oprah Winfrey as a spokesperson. They don't do really great at other times. Weight Watchers has kind of been replaced. You know, Weight Watchers... Go hang out with a group of other people who are portly, flabby, overweight, obese. That had its place in the 80s and 90s. And you can go hang out and actually go to a building and hang out and get group support. And group support is an awesome thing. I'm totally in. But then the internet came along and people were like, wait, I can count these calories on my own. I don't need someone to tell me to buy these lean cuisine things. 
I can do that. You can d- design your own diet. So Weight Watchers became largely irrelevant. And then they cite Oprah Winfrey. Now, citing Bank of America and Beyond Meat, eh, I don't see it. So I'm going to pass on that one. If I could get Oprah Winfrey to endorse me, I would. <laughs> Just to throw that out there for you. She's got to be the greatest at endorsements, right? The greatest. Because she gets a group of people to go out and buy stuff. They believe anything she'll say. I once got a turkey because Oprah Winfrey put it on one of her favorite things. I got it for Thanksgiving. I told everyone at the Thanksgiving table, hey, I got this turkey that Oprah Winfrey recommended. It wasn't that good. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money invest in more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay. I tend to like a dark sense. You got to go with that, okay? New York Times did an article today, and I love the New York Times. I'm kind of a newspaper type. I don't want to make it sound too serious. I'm like, I don't want to be known as that guy. But the New York Times did a great article today that talked about poverty. And how many million Americans have slipped into poverty after the federal aid ended. And this is one of the reasons why I say the federal government has to get their poop together and get a stimulus deal hammered out. After an ambitious expansion of the safety net with trillion-dollar stimulus, it helped people from going into poverty. The aid is now largely exhausted, and poverty has returned to levels higher than before the coronavirus. The number of poor people in America have grown by 8 million since May. After by falling 4 million at the pandemic start as a result of a $2 trillion emergency package. I do a show dedicated to, I, I'd almost say, fear of poverty in our old age. When you're 20, I don't have a lot of compassion for poverty. I get it, though. Trust me. I am so lucky that I was born Caucasian on a coast in the United States with an expectation to go to college. My parents kicked out six children and all of us got a college education. That's phenomenal. That college education has led to greater doorways and windows. I've had windows of opportunities. I've had doors I'd even have to open. I get it. So poverty, I don't think it scares me, but it drives me. If I was born in Iowa... There's a good chance I'm watching the University of Iowa Cornhuskers this week in basketball or football with my high school sweetie. And we would have six kids. The expectation would have been lower. I think living on a coast in a, near a major city kind of gets you motivated. So when I see the number of poor people grown by 8 million since May, I find that tragic. My biggest fear is turning 60 and not being able to work. When you're 20 and you live in poverty, you could at least go to McDonald's, get a job, and make something. Probably not enough. And that's why we talk about livable wages. But 
when you're 60, your body doesn't work quite as well. I think the only thing I, I so far, I love being more wise as I grow older. I love having life experience as I grow older. The thing I hate is losing my eyesight. Oh, and the, have you done this one yet? Have you taken a picture of instructions on your phone and then blown up the phone picture so you can actually read it? When I find myself do that, I'm like, I'm pathetic. I can't even read. And I, I refuse to use readers. I refuse to use reading glasses for a time being. So poverty also has different definitions, which is also fascinating. Through the years, economists come up with different formulas on it. But the pandemic's not been good for poor people in America. And I think one of the things that makes me truly sad, my dad worked in the military, so he got a pension when he retired. And that pension was largely given to his wife when he died. So in theory, my mother has never worked a day in her life other than she raised six kids and we all went to college, which is a hell of an accomplishment. Um, but she's got a pension the last three till days. We don't have pensions anymore. Very few, not that the majority of Americans aren't in the military. It's not as big of a job benefactor as it used to be. Government jobs have seen declining benefits. So we don't live in a world where there's going to be a good handout in retirement. So this show is about getting you to supplement your handout in retirement, social security with your own nest egg so that you don't go into poverty. Get out in the real world. If you have not been to a trailer park in the middle part of the country, go to one. I don't want you to end up there. That's the whole goal of the show. Am I knocking people live in trailer parks? No. Do I want a higher quality of life? Yeah. And I don't think some of, I think some of us don't think that way. So President Trump is demanding the Congress go big before the elections, but he's also canceling negotiations. So I don't know if we get another round of stimulus to help avert some of this poverty, but it's growing. And when people have, don't have jobs, they get restless. Not necessarily for a job, but for more handout, more something. And it turns into a disgruntled situation. Do I want children to be fed? Yes, I want children to be fed. That's why I do the show. Not to feed children, but again, you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are gaining as retail sales come in strong. That's good. We're heading into the holiday season. It's a holly jolly Christmas. Um, Christmas has not been canceled by the Grinch this year, but COVID sure is trying, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of people ask me about alternative stocks and an alternative stock to me is are things like neo and io it's the tesla of china and i go have you ever been to china and they're like no can you name one province in china no can you name the leader of china no why do you want to buy a stock in china because it's the chinese tesla no <laughs> it's my answer 
I'm not saying you have to poop, you know, where you can smell your own grass, but it certainly helps. Same thing with real estate. I don't want to buy a rental in Florida if I live in California. I'd rather buy a rental property here that I can babysit and look at on occasion, figure out, is it deteriorating or is it uh, increasing in value? I don't know. We all have different philosophies. I'm sharing with you mine. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more.